there anything worse than a dull blade? Well, yeah, lots of things, I guess. Poverty, war, high pollen counts on windy days. What's the deal with the wind around here? It's the end of the world. Seriously, though, a dull blade is bad. It's unusable. In fact, it's downright dangerous. Knives need sharpening. From Whetstone Boys Ranch in Mountain View, Missouri comes A Time to Sharpen, a bi-weekly podcast that examines how we can all be better versions of ourselves. Better teachers, better counselors, better parents, better people. During chapel on Thursday mornings at Whetstone, we practice the art of gratitude. We take about 15 minutes to write down 10 things that we are each grateful for, and then we read them out loud. The best ones get transferred to neon-colored sticky notes, which are then placed upon one of the five big white doors that line the schoolroom. We try to focus on the people and relationships in our lives, as well as events that have happened in the last week, because the science of happiness supports this approach. Today, there are over 1,000 of these notes, each one an Ebenezer declaring God's faithfulness to our boys, their families, and our staff through the toughest of times. On this episode of A Time to Sharpen, we'll discuss strategies for increasing joy by practicing thankfulness throughout the year, not just when you've had your fill of feasting and football. Welcome back to A Time to Sharpen. I'm Axel Limata, and I'm here with Brandon Maxwell. What's up, Axel? Hey, Brandon. How's it going? It's going good. good it deal. is a Wednesday afternoon that we're recording this. The boys are off campus, which leaves us some time to be creative and um, just take a, take a breath and uh, assess where we're at with our various projects. and Various mini-projects. So, yeah. It's too bad we can't be outside, actually, right here and have a studio outside. Yeah. It's about 65 degrees and sunny. Yeah. The, it's beautiful. The noise, the background noise would be a problem yeah. trying to weed all that out. We don't have the equipment for that. <laughs> we don't have a sound engineer to hire to set all that up. So Speaking of that, it'd be funny if we actually had just we videoed about 10 minutes prior to doing our podcast, mm-hmm. just to kind of see all the little nuances and tweaks that we do to try to alleviate any unnecessary noises. Yeah, you, you think that's humorous, probably, it's, watching me run around. It is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have all these things I have to just make sure I don't forget, you know, because you don't want to spend 30, 45 minutes doing something and then it not work out, so... I get it. I, get I am little, grateful. I get a little anxious. I am grateful that you pay attention to detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually a pretty good segue into what we're talking about today, paying attention to details, being thankful and grateful for the things in our life that, um, that we tend to overlook. It's that time of year. Uh, the last episode we did was right, I think, the day after Halloween, maybe. So this is, um, this is just a, a week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And hopefully we'll, we'll drop this uh, a day or two before Thanksgiving so people can listen to it over the holidays. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Put it on your radar. Just gather around the Thanksgiving table and listen mm-hmm. to it. Time to sharpen. Yep. Yep. What a better way to enjoy it. And, and, and while we're on that topic, before we 
uh, get too too far into the details of this podcast, I, I realized that when we ask people to leave a review or to rate the show or whatever, they it, it's kind of tricky if you get on Apple, if you get on um, Spotify, if you get on Spotify. So there there are a couple little tricks when you're doing that. Uh, there on Spotify there are three little dots beside the title of the episode. You have to click on those three little dots and then it'll say rate the show or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's one of those little tricks. And you have to do it by episode. Um, um, And I'm not sure, I think you can rate rate the show, but those three little dots are elsewhere. On Apple, you you have to scroll down a little further to find the place to leave the comment or whatever. So it's, it, it's a little bit tricky, but it, yeah, again, um, it really does help, and we're grateful. We're very thankful for the three people who left positive review or, or comments. Actually, with three people who left a, a review, they wrote something on Apple, and there are eight people who actually gave us five stars. So, you know, I would rather people not leave a, uh, you know, a one-star review than have people leave, uh, you know, a bunch of... Right. bunch of positives and then it's some negatives. So, you know, uh, I'm trying to yeah. accentuate the positive here. It's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it helps out and it's fun to just see the comments. We were, I'm, yeah. I was trying to think of the name of the, who left the last comment. It was kind of, uh, not a stage name, but, uh, yeah. whatever you, yeah, we weren't certain if it was the person's actual name or if it was a username. Yeah, it's probably a username. Uh-huh. I, I have a suspicion of who it is, but it's it, it is kind of a guess. Yeah. Let me see if I can get that real quick. Well, I don't want to waste time looking for it. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll read it. We don't want to run point. out of batteries. Yeah. See, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of those things that I spend time running around trying to yeah. take care of beforehand. So gratitudes, Brandon. Gratefulness. We I'm I want to start with what we do here at the ranch because one of the main purposes of this podcast is to inform people, uh, prospective parents, families who are thinking about sending a boy to Whetstone. Like, what is that place like? They, I want them to be able to get a feel for what it is that we do and, and who we are. And one thing that we do is we have chapel three days a week. We don't have it on Wednesdays because the guys get up a little early and leave for a field trip. Like today, they're going to a chocolate factory, mm-hmm. like literally going to a chocolate factory. So... I'm hoping the they all come back. Museum. I'm hoping they all come back. One doesn't get like sucked into a chocolate river, and and one get you know vaporized <laughs> into a television, or you know, right. one explode from eating too many blueberry candies or something. That's may- violet, violet. May- maybe one like becomes the the future owner of the chocolate factory, you know, right. and something like that. But but they're having a good time today. Appreciate Ryan Harvey for for coordinating that and. And Gabe for going on all those all those trips, and there's usually one or two other staff that, that join in as well. But that's where they are today. So uh, we don't have chapel on Wednesdays. That was my long-winded point. The other days we rotate the responsibility of of leading up chapel. So Mondays Gabe will do it. On uh, Tuesdays Jeremy will do it. Thursdays I kind of trade out with Kurt Cook, our uh, program therapist. Fridays you and, and Jeremy Patton do it. Mm-hmm. So my, my thing that I do a lot of times on Thursday chapels is I spend some time having the guys and the staff practice the art of gratitude, taking time to write things down in a journal or on a piece of paper and to describe the things that, the thing that they're grateful for, the person they're grateful for in, in some detail. So I, I, I try to get 
the guys to not just write down, I'm thankful for my dog. I'm thankful for air. I'm thankful for candy, food. I'm thankful yeah, for candy. Just, yeah. Sometimes a one word thing can be very poetic if it's just the perfect word. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually we try to say three three words or more. And And I have two kind of things that I say over and over and over again. One is people, not things. And the next is now, not later or before. People, not things. Now, not later or before. So if, if you're a former resident and you're listening to this, you're you're probably flashing back to the many times that you heard me say <laughs> that. <laughs> People, not things. Now, not later or before. And what I what I communicate in, in after I kind of remind them of that is that. True and lasting happiness is found more in people and in individuals and in um, the, the, the souls that mm-hmm. God created us, uh, these eternal beings that we are, relationships, right? God is relational. God is love. And you're going to have much more happiness in life if your gratitude is, is rooted in that and instead of things. Not that we shouldn't be thankful for our shoes or thankful for disc golf or or whatever, but those are those are things that, that the happiness is more temporary because mm-hmm. you know um, you know you can get you can hurt yourself and not be able to play disc golf or you can lose the ability to enjoy some of those materialistic things. But relationships, those are always going to be. Um, I mean, relationships obviously break down, but you know we, we have to work on those relationships because they're worth investing in. And the other thing is is now, not later, before. Don't don't be constantly looking forward to a time when you will be happy. It's gonna. That's a path recipe to misery. A lot of times, the guys here like to say, "Well, I'm grateful for the day that I get out of here." You know, <laughs> I'm grateful <laughs> yeah. for when I get to do all the things that you guys are keeping me from doing. And then, if you're thinking about all the things that happened in the past, that's it's good to be reflective and to be think thoughtful of those things and and um, to thank God for all the ways that He's delivered us in the past. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that, but we should more often be thinking about what is it in this moment right now mm-hmm. that is giving me joy and happiness, because um, that's the only thing we're promised. The past is gone, the future might not come, but we have, that's why they call it the present, right? That's why today is called the present. It's a gift. Yeah, I think that's a big part of, of gratitude is is living in the moment and you know, so much of conventional wisdom is, you know, with whether it's finances or, or goal setting and schools and colleges and like, it seems like all of our systems are set up to just like, what's the future like? You gotta be planning, you gotta set goals and mm-hmm. everything's in the future. Or it's like, you know, digging up the past. So. So much of what our systems are set up to do is just exactly opposite of what the present is. And it, and it makes it harder for us to be grateful because mm-hmm. we're either sucked into that, you know, always having to, to deal with our past or, you know, the future is never good enough or we're, you know, we're always striving and, and not enjoying what's going on right now. And, and especially for families, I've really been convicted of this of just and continually just enjoy the moment that that god gives us every day man it actually makes me think of you've been working on a project the last couple weeks with just uh, some picture collages and uh, you've been sending us pictures of our kids you Mm -hmm. know when they were like two and three and and six and you know just all these years of whetstone and when our boys and and our girls have grown up in that and it's just like man it just seems like it was yesterday you know and 
So you can kind of get wrapped up get in wrapped the up in the nostalgia of those pictures and think, yeah. oh man, why didn't why didn't I do this? Or or you can you can miss certain things about those times and and forget that the same thing is occurring right now. Like I'm gonna look at pictures of my kids now in right. five years and I'm gonna have the same exact feelings. Yeah. So I have to be present and be mindful. That's a, a term, kind of a buzzword these days is mindfulness to just be in the moment and to be aware of all the various senses that you're experiencing and and to breathe deeply and to to center yourself in that in that present reality. Yeah. Yeah. Important. So so I'll do that. I'll spend a little time at the beginning of chapel setting that up, reminding guys of what to do. Some guys who've been here for a while, they just start writing. They they know the drill. But we always have a new guy who needs to be like instructed at for the first time because we have guys that come Sometimes, you know, once every other week or maybe once a month. So I'll explain that. And then then we'll take some time to write in the journal. I try to say, do 10 things. And I try to say, work it so that five of those 10 things are about people and that five of those 10 things are about um, things that have happened in the last week. So I don't expect them to write five things that happened that morning or that are happening like right now. It can be within the last week. I count that as the present. And we'll take maybe 10 minutes, maybe play some nice music in the background to kind of oh, relax yeah. and and center ourselves. And the guys really, really participate in this. I've, I've been impressed at how they kind yeah. of get used to it and they, they look forward to it. I was going to mention that as yeah. well. They, they really... Especially some kids really like to get into the alliteration uh-huh. or, you know, just the poetic way of how they say what they want to say and, and, yeah. and put their gratitudes on paper. And you also, one thing you you do a lot also is read from a little book. Oh, What's yeah. What's it called? Like it's called 10,000 uh, Things 10, to Be Happy About. Yeah. It's a little book that Christine gave me on our first anniversary, actually, okay. 1997. Um, wow. It was the fall of 1997. She gave me the book. Um, by the way, our anniversary this year is on Thanksgiving, no and, which is also her birthday. So wow. it's going to be Thanksgiving. That's a lot to be thankful for. Yeah, it's it's almost <laughs> too much to be thankful for. I mean, it's a little overwhelming. Um, so not a day you want to forget. You know, no. if uh, it's it's hard to forget Thanksgiving because, but it is easy to forget that on Thanksgiving all these other things are going on because it's so busy. Sometimes you're traveling and there's just chaos going on. So. It's early this year too. It is, yeah, twenty third. Feel to the twenty third. So, So, uh, note to self: remember, it's on my anniversary and my wife's birthday on Thanksgiving coming up. Um, So, um, back to the the exercise. Did you ask me something that provoked that thought? No, I just asked you about that. Yeah, the ten thousand. Oh, the ten. Yeah, Christine gave me the book. Ten thousand things to be thankful for, and uh, I'll read from that book. And there's a lot of stuff in there about food, and and this person that wrote the book is a real foodie, so very descript, very detailed descriptions of various meals or or things. But there's all kinds of little nuanced observations about daily life, and I'll, I'll read a couple pages of that out loud just to kind of prime the pump, and give the guys an example um, of what it is that I'm looking for, and staff joins in as well. Um, they like staff have their things they like to do. Like Brandon mentioned, some guys really like the alliteration. Uh, Gabe likes to do haikus. haikus. Always look forward to hearing those. And other people have various things that they kind of gravitate towards. And so we'll take some time. Then we'll go around and we'll share. 
I'll have them read out loud. And this is something we generally require. If, if someone says they don't want to do it, then I say, well, uh, why don't you spend some time after chapel maybe sitting down and thinking about it, I'll come back around. Or mm-hmm. maybe I might have to say, well, if you're not going to participate, you're not going to get your full credit for the day. Maybe you get some demerits or something like that. But it's it's not something that's just optional is what I'm trying to say. And we'll go around. Each person will read one thing, sometimes two, and then we'll all go around the room and, and have everyone share. And it's it's really nice to hear the things that other people are grateful for because it actually increases my gratefulness and my joy because they'll say things that remind me of stuff that I should be grateful for and vice versa. So it's a kind of community building experience, I think. Yeah, a lot of times you find the boys and staff are grateful for like maybe the time they spent with them. Like I'm grateful for the what Mr. Patton taught me in, in Woodshop, mm-hmm. you know, and so you there's relational building that happens at the same time yeah. because it's like, Oh, that's cool that he actually was thinking about that and was grateful for that time spent so much, so many times as staff, it's, you know, we have an impact, but when you hear it being voiced from a, a boy that is, mm-hmm. is thinking about it, it just makes you feel good. Yeah. You know, know that it was time well spent. So those are some, uh, some other benefits to hearing the, that come out with the gratitudes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, one thing that, that can be a challenge is uh, some guys, you know, we're dealing with teenage boys here, so they might, they might try to, to read something that's a little inappropriate or something that gets some, some snickers out of the other boys, or they might read something that's a little inside or has a double entendre or something mm-hmm. like that. But one thing that we've done over the years that's really curbed that is... If if they read a gratitude and I really like it, I'm like, wow, that was really well worded or I had never thought of it quite in that way or you, you described a, a shared experience that, that just captures it, I give them a sticky note and they write it on the sticky note and we put it on a door, one of the doors very colorful around the school room. Yeah, so we have pink and purple and orange and yellow and blue and everything. And if you ever visit... Whetstone, you should come down into the schoolroom in the basement and and read some of these. They're they're very encouraging and and funny and witty and ironic and it's a lot of fun. So that kind of keeps them focused and and serious about the exercise. And and if they do have something written down that is that shouldn't be read out loud, then then they can just leave it there and that's that's fine. But the thing I want them to read out loud is something that will will be encouraging to all of us. Yeah, we've talked about before. I mean, there's literally. I don't know. There's probably five or six hundred or more. Uh, didn't we do a count not that long ago? Oh yeah. Um, I, um, I about a thousand. About a thousand. Yeah, is what I yeah. On all the a little doors over a thousand mm-hmm. door frames and mm-hmm. just so yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's fun to. It's a unique piece to to look at, and we've actually had some ideas with the new home of having some type of an accent wall with mm-hmm. all those gratitudes and you know, have some kind of motif, that right. it, a picture that it, it, or maybe our brand or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to cool. get started on that after I finish with these pictures. I'm going through 100,000 <laughs> 100, pictures. 100,000 This is a challenge, but there is, I did, I did discover there's a function on your phone where you can take a picture of text and, and copy it. Just hold, okay. hold the button, hold it down and you can yeah. copy the words. It doesn't get it all perfectly, but I feel like once I finish with these pictures, that would be a fun little project that, uh, that I'm yeah. doing, doing. So cool. 
So, um, yeah, so that's what we do on chapel every Thursday. It's, it's a good, good thing to do every day if, um, if you're feeling down or, or depressed or, or whatever. It's, it's a real, it's a kind of a challenge with the guys we work with because we're sitting down and we're, we're kind of require, requiring them to be grateful for a service that they don't want. So, uh, we just kind of make that, just talk about it and say, I, I know this is awkward or this might be strange, but but trust me, it's it's going to help you in the end. That's why we're doing it. We're not doing it to to make you feel awkward or to shame you or anything like that or to, to make you say nice things about whetstone that we can use in our prom promotional materials. We're doing this because this is actually proven to increase happiness and health and mental well-being. This isn't just something we made up. This is something that scientists and psychologists have been studying for a long time and something that the Bible has uh, you know, and, and religious people, um, and people who follow God and, and, and follow the Bible, this is commanded that we do this, right? Hmm. We rejoice in the Lord always, right? It's not, it's not really a suggestion. It's like no matter what's going on in your life, you should be able to find something to be thankful for. Yeah, and, and I think just with the boys that we serve, we see a lot of entitlement, uh, I mean, teenage teenagers in general. I mean, we all, all mm -hmm. of us that have teenagers or preteens or just kids in general. I mean, they pretty much uh, are born selfish. And yeah. I want mine. You know, it's all about me. And and so a lot of our boys maybe struggle a little bit more with entitlement maybe than your average teenage boy, I would say. But. Uh, but either way, whether you're just working with your own kids or the the boys here, it forces you to, um, again, like we said, be living in the moment and forces you to think about other things besides yourself generally mm -hmm. or a lot of times. And um, and that's the key to to really gratitude and, and being uh, secure. I think our ingratitude comes from our insecurities, mm -hmm. you know, from we're kind of insecure with who we are and kind of our purpose or, you know, if we live in a state of fear or anxiety based on, you know, maybe some various traumas, uh, specifically talking about some of the boys that we work with. And I mean, a whole host of things when that core in us is kind of, uh, is damaged or there's some, um, insecurities there, then it's, it's hard to be grateful um, yeah. in those situations. And so, Part of what we do here in the sharpening process is, you know, putting putting boys in uncomfortable situations, things they're not used to doing, mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully through some of that repetition and and practice, they'll be able to understand the value in that and and know that there is some uh, benefit to their um, overall well-being, and I, we see that. And, and it's important to note too that we're not asking guys to ignore all of the the bad things that have happened to them. We're not trying to silver line it and say, oh, well, if you can just be happy, then all your problems will go away, go away. I mean, that runs counter to everything that we do in this program and, and why we have trained licensed counselors and, and why we're, we're addressing trauma and, and doing everything that we do to, to not just sugarcoat stuff. But once, once we kind of make that point and we say, yes, this Let's, let's not pretend these bad things don't exist. Even in the midst of whatever circumstance you're, you're in, you're going to be better off and you're going to be more successful in overcoming that past if you can think about 
your your present situation and and take ownership of that and be responsible for the what what thoughts you have what what things you put down on paper how you approach whatever problems are going to come your way this day mm-hmm. i mean yeah i think about uh timothy or paul writing to timothy when he was it's kind of nearing the end of his ministry and he was in chains and uh other people had deserted him and he kind of felt like you know, his time was coming to an end, but was still had the wherewithal to take the time to be intentional, to write Timothy and to give him a charge and to say, even though I'm in chains, you know, I still, um, you know, the power of Christ still lives through me and I can still be grateful even though I'm in this situation because of I know who I am. I know who God made me to be, and I am in chains for Christ. And um, and so, just it doesn't matter our situations when when we're secure in who we are mm-hmm. and, and whose we are. You know, you've heard that statement. Yeah. Um, if you know who's you, well, <laughs> basically, if our identity is is in Christ and and we have that confidence. Um, he gives us that that power, not of what does he say, uh, not of uh, timidity or fear, but yeah. uh, of of power and yeah. and self control. So, yeah. And um, I think it's important that we, like you said, Paul was in chains when he when he wrote this. He was practicing what he preached. So I think that's another important thing to remember as parents, teachers, counselors is is to engage in this kind of behavior or in this practice alongside them. Like, like I mentioned in chapel, we're, we're all writing stuff down and, and I, we go around the room and we have staff chime in and we're not just telling them to do something that we're not willing to do ourselves. And that, that is true, not just in the, the 30 minutes that we're in chapel, it's true throughout the day and throughout the week. It's easy for us as staff to, to complain and, and to find the negative. And I mean, this is a high pressure job and, mm-hmm. you know, parenting is, is a, is very unrewarding at times, depending upon what stage your your kids are in, where you're planting seeds and you're looking forward to the future and teaching and counseling. These are these are high burnout professions um, that re- they're very stressful and require a lot of emotional capital. Capital, yeah, it's easy to r- run down on that. So, but but if you find yourself in that situation, there's this this ironic situation where it's like I don't feel like doing it right? How's it going to help me? But you have to like fake it till you make it, Mm -hmm. I guess. That's a, that's a phrase we use sometimes. I think that's really useful. Not, not in a hypocritical way, not in a, like I said earlier, silver lining kind of way, but it's like, I know this is something good for me. I'm going to do it. I I know it's good for me to exercise. I might not feel like it, or I might be sore or whatever. It's going to be difficult, but I'm going to do it because I know it's going to yield some results. I was thinking about a couple of podcasts ago we did on table manners. And I think one of the things we mentioned was just being able to uh, have our kids have conversations, just adult conversations or mature conversations. And I think something like sharing gratitudes is a great way to handle some of the the table talk. It's a good time to be Mm. able to just have some structure to the meal, to uh, talk about some things with your your kids that are healthy and through through gratitudes and everybody's kind of engaged so uh encourage you parents out there maybe try that 
a time or two during the week um, with conversations around the table. Just everybody go mm-hmm. around and share a couple gratitudes. Right. I think, uh, it'll be could be a cool tradition that you maybe start with your family. Yeah, and something we do here at, at the ranch sometimes um, is uh, we'll share like the the. Th- What's it called? Uppers and downers, or highs and lows. Highs and lows, uppers and downers. It's a <laughs> drug reference. Drugs. That's we do not share uppers and downers around here. <laughs> Time for your meds, guys. Uh, control everything that way. You did but, say it was a high stress job. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So highs and lows, or um, man, Caleb had a, he shared with me a phrase the other day. It was something. Some oh supers and poopers I think is what it was <laughs> supers and poopers. There's a new, new yeah. Frame. So what, what happened today that was super? It was great. You want to share? It was something that was just kind of poopy, and, and you want to share that way. Yeah. So yeah, to have that habit around the dinner table, like you mentioned, with table manners is good. But a lot of families have the tradition of doing that at Thanksgiving, which is great once a year. But you know why not do that you know more frequently once a week or whatever time you gather around the table have that have that tradition. It also, like, something that you struggle with as a parent, a teacher, a counselor with teenagers, and and I'm, I was a teenager, so I know I did this as well. So this is just this part of your life where you are very critical of everything around you, you know, and parents, teachers, you know, whatever your friend group is, you're, you're judging other siblings. people or whatever, <laughs> siblings. It's like, it's like... Uh, a part of their nature to just yes. criticize things. And yeah. I think that's good in that they're going to be taking over the world, society. They should be able to see the gaps and the cracks and, and the things that are going to be unsustainable moving to the future. So it's good that they have that awareness and uh, it, it allows them to hopefully identify the problems that need to be solved, but they shouldn't just complain, right? And they need to be able to take that superpower that they have to be critical and and invert it in some way so that it becomes uh, like a strength in terms of um, being productive and proactive yeah there's there's definitely some uh over the top criticalness yeah that uh that comes through with our our teenagers yeah for sure and that's that's kind of the other end of the coin it's like let's be let's be thankful and let's address this issue of complaining because the bible has lots of examples of people that were that complained yeah israelites in the wilderness are always complaining about one thing or another it seems yeah and as parents it's easy to you know the the squeaky wheel gets the grease Mm -hmm. and it's easy to just acquiesce to those demands sometimes or just like i want this or you know why is it so dirty in here you know this Mm -hmm. house stinks or you know my clothes are dirty or i mean whatever the complaint is or you know why can't we have this or that and it's i think for us as parents it's like our natural reaction is to well i don't know it's like a barking dog it's like you got to figure out what's wrong and like take care of the noise and uh, sometimes the easy the path of least resistance is just to give them what they want and mm-hmm. it just breeds this entitlement um so much at an early age and sometimes you don't realize what you're doing or, or just being being tired and not really being intentional over time that just really develops this you know they cry they get what they want and then it just becomes bigger and anyway you just get this sense of entitlement and 
it's like okay for our kids to be bored. You know, if they're, oh, I'm bored. It's like, okay, go do something about it. I'm not going to try to entertain you every time you're bored or every time you're hungry. You know, that's the other thing is like, I'm hungry. After five minutes, they, you know, eat something and it's okay to be hungry. You're not going to starve. Yeah. You know? So I think it's important for us to be able to draw those boundaries and not always just give in to what they want. And it's, it's easy for us to, as parents to get like overly sensitive too about those complaints. You know, we can, we can get really whiny about their whininess at times, right? And um, we, should, we should realize that hey, maybe they have a valid point and, and maybe take these things with a, a, a grain of salt instead of getting so sensitive and, and insecure. Like you said, sum up our, our ingratitude at the beginning of the podcast, you made the point that it's based in our insecurities. Mm-hmm. So if we can receive those complaints and, and not just reject them out of hand and have a no complaint policy, like, you know, restaurants, you've seen those things where they like press the button to register a complaint. It's like a mouse trap. Have you seen oh, those? Yeah. You know, or the, right. oh, I'll put it in the filing cabinet. It's a, a trash can. <laughs> Here's where I file all my complaints. We shouldn't be like that, but, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's important to instruct our kids, our students, um, in, in the, the right way to register a complaint. Mm-hmm. You know, here at the ranch, we have a policy where they have to put it in writing. Um, and if uh, the grievance, grievance policy grievance is what we call it, policy. grievance yeah. policy. And there's been some guys who've taken advantage of that over the years and done it the right way. And we try to reward that when they do. So, yeah, they. Uh... <laughs> funny i'm just thinking about the grievance policy yeah you have a grievance policy they complain about that they have a way to voice their opinion but they'll still complain about that y'all never read those you just throw them in the trash yeah like no we read them we just may not not agree with them yeah not true (laughs) you and jeremy always talk about the the story of the kid who wrote the 95 theses the 95 theses (laughs) did you tell that story real quick Oh uh, yeah, a little more, I, a little more detail. It was at a different group home that we were working uh-huh. at, and uh, it was a newer kid. I, I don't know; he had been there a couple months, um, but basically, he had. We had a school on campus there as well, and talking about Martin Luther. And anyways, he had posted his ninety-five theses of uh, all the reasons why this particular program. <laughs> is doing me no absolutely no good (laughs) and so it just was but it was really witty from what i remember right i mean because what were some of the things on there do you remember well a lot of it was um he was calling out specific staff you Uh know for doing certain things when you know preaching one thing but doing another thing right or um so and then rooting out other or ratting out other Uh individuals for yeah. bringing stuff on campus and i get to smoke cigarettes anyways because so and so you know brings them on campus <laughs> so it was just like wasn't there something around kind of about video games or video games was there something like um i just remember probably. jeremy saying something about video games he's always saying something about yeah, video games though right he's not like the video games <laughs> <laughs> um oh, well brandon we're about at our end of our time we're at 30 33 minutes here, so yeah, about um, thank you for making the time to sit down, have this conversation with me. I know you're you're busy. You want to give any give our, our sharpeners a quick update on 30 by 30 and the building project? Yeah, um, 
Well, I'm trying to, I haven't had a lot to do this week because uh, I actually went on vacation finally. We got back from Florida. So that was very nice and much needed. Yeah. Um, but tomorrow they are setting the floor trusses and mm-hmm. going to be sheathing the the main floor and going up. So another layer. So we're uh, continuing to that's go a big vertical. One. Yeah, that's a big uh, one. We've got the basement framed. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's cool to see some framing going on. How big are those? Um, you didn't call them joists. You called them something else. Um, uh, like the laminate beams? Like no, the, glue the beams. What are they called that, that go across the, the floor? The ceiling, the trusses? The, trusses. The floor trusses? Floor trusses. So they're not joists. Yeah, I mean, you could say a ceiling joist. Those are actually trusses because they're, I mean, they're, it's a webbed, it's a built okay. truss. Yeah. Whereas with, so you can get HVAC through it. I see. Whereas like a joist is more of just a solid piece of wood. I see. Okay. Like a two by 10 yeah. or something like that. And they're going to so. drop those in with a big crane. Yeah. They got a crane coming along. And how many, how many of those? Are? Oh, it man. seemed like they were every there like 18 like, inches or something. There was about they? 90 all the way oh, across wow. the main floor. Right. And, and how and much, do, some, how much do those cost? Like ballpark oh, per? Those yeah, for the ICF, the ones uh-huh. that sit in concrete, I couldn't believe it. Those were about uh, fifty bu- a little over fifty bucks a, a pop. Uh-huh. And uh, we have yeah. close to three hundred total. In uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. mucho dinero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so, but it's so coming yeah, along. It, we're we're on track. Everything's. I mean, the building, the it's real quality work that's being done. We're real happy with that, and um, still on schedule to complete it. You know, next summer, maybe fall, September, maybe September, of, maybe mm-hmm. put the first resident in there this time next year or the, the beginning of the following year and get all the everything ready. So yeah. Pretty exciting. We're grateful for all the people that have contributed to that financially, all of the the contractors and the skilled tradespeople who have been out here to do that work. Um, so keep up the good work. Yeah. Hey, I have a, uh, a dad joke for you. All right. As we leave, and uh, well, am I going well, to be? I won't give am it I going to be grateful for this dad no, joke? You won't. No, and you'll probably get. <laughs> I complain but about it. If April showers uh-huh. bring May flowers, mm-hmm. what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. You got it. Dude. Oh you, man, you got your dad joke, jo- uh, man. You your dad. Joke, I nailed it. Uh, <laughs> Game is on. So I just I wanted to <laughs> do a good Thanksgiving a joke, jad, yeah. dad joke around Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. be, be careful with here. that one though. Know your audience. So you might you might really make your teenagers angry if you if you say that one yeah. on Thanksgiving. I wonder what your younger kids will appreciate it, but your teenagers will you know they might turn on you. What do you think Tom Booth is going to do with that? What did you say? That dad joke is he going to have some type of sound bite for us? Oh, Tom, Thomas Brown, you mean? You will never, never, never know. You'll never, never, never know me. They say Tom Booth. He's a Tom That's Booth. so funny because we were talking about the program we worked yeah. on before, and the, <laughs> the guy's name was Tom Booth. Yeah. It had me in... Uh, funny how the brain works. It is funny. Yeah. So, no, Tom, Tom, Thomas Brown. I, I don't think Thomas enjoys um, really bad puns. What do you call a three-humped camel? Pregnant. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to offend you, Brandon. No, but, you know great. that was not the greatest dad joke. But it was just because uh, it was Thanksgiving. This thing, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was yeah. perfect for Thanksgiving.
Um, Tom, I don't, I don't know where what his stance is on that, but um, he's a very punny guy. He does make puns at times, so yeah. Yeah, and and speaking of gratefulness, we're we're always grateful to Thomas Brown for helping us out with this podcast and for doing the intro and putting in the music and messing with the sound levels. I know sometimes I I can be, like you mentioned earlier, the podcast, <laughs> I can be a little picky about some of these things, so I apologize for that, but uh, he's, he's very patient with me and, and does a great job putting this together. So, Thomas, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. He'll probably be here on campus since this is, this is mm-hmm. his home, and, and we appreciate him doing that and being the kind of such a steady presence here at the ranch. Yeah, um, for sure. So have a great Thanksgiving, Thomas. And uh, Brandon, you have a good Thanksgiving. You too. And, and everyone out the there. Sharpeners. Yeah. You guys uh, have a good one as well. Yeah, and we'll talk to you in a, a couple weeks. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Whetstone Boys Ranch is a therapeutic boarding school located in the scenic Ozarks of Southern Missouri. It was founded in 2011 to serve families from around the country who are struggling with challenging behaviors from their 12 to 16 year old sons. Our mission is to sharpen the character of young men. Please visit whetstoneboysranch.com if you want to learn more about our program or about how to contact us for help. Thanks for listening and we hope to catch you next time on A Time to Sharpen.